Christmas ain't got a lot to say On all the things we go through within the day Politics, dating, recipes, traveling And yep, of course, I'm the karaoke queen Hip-hop. I take no L's, I'm always booking flights This is my lovely lunatic Leo life Kaboom, guess who stepped in the room This is my lovely lunatic Leo life Kaboom, guess who stepped in the room This is my All right, y'all. Welcome, welcome to my lovely Lunatic Leo Life podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. And I'm just so happy this whole new season, I have a whole bunch of super duper dope guests. And my one of my dope guests is Doc's Brick City Buddha. Let's go. Yes. So I invited him to come on my show because he's done a lot. He's doing a lot for the community. He's doing a lot for men who feel like they can't get help from anywhere. You know, and so I just want to promote him and let people know that there are safe places for you to go if you need to talk to somebody, if you want meditation or even yoga you do, right? You know, so it's it's this is gonna be a bomb show. Docs, a.k.a. Brick City Buddha, for those of y'all who don't know. Um, he is a meditation guru, a life coach, relationship counselor, hip-hop artist, activist. Like, he does it all. He's a father. He's a, a husband. Like, we about to get into it. Yes. We out, and he's just a positive force for his community. So, I'm just, um, thank you for coming on to my show. You know, I appreciate it. Um, we met a few years back, and... Um, we just vibed, you know, we felt each other's vibe. He's a dope individual. And um, where we meet at? We met at a pool par- at a pool party somewhere in Plainfield, I think. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes, I came with Ashanti. <laughs> Me and my and bestie. I was drunk off my ass. <laughs> this was an old life, your I past was, life. I was starting to evolve, but yes. I was still very much so caught up in my old uh, paradigms and all of that. But you were still conscious, though. Yeah. You've always been conscious. I, I, that day was probably the first time I had drink and smoke in a minute. And I just <laughs> binged out for like the next probably six months. But yeah, yeah. That, that, was a, that was a fun time. I forgot about that. That's where we met. I don't even remember what year that was. I mean, I had my locks. This before I shaved my head. So it had yeah. to be like 2016 or something yeah. like that. Me and the homies was actually throwing that party. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No mm-hmm. So I think you might have met Ashanti first. And she brought us out there. And then okay. that's how I met you. Okay. So yeah. So that's how we met years ago. And you know, we always yeah. I'll be telling y'all because a lot of people meet, not to cut you off, a lot of people meet this version of me. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about my former setup, like low key people don't be believing me. So <laughs> it's cool for y'all. People have had different lives, y'all. Yeah, you know, right. we just ascend and we get better in right. time, you know? So that's another reason why I'm glad you're on here to talk about. Yeah. Um, so, what, what led you to change your life for the better? Um, I mean, I was, I was kind of forced into it to a certain degree. Um, like I always say, people learn either through inspiration or desperation. Mm. I was desperate. Um, like y'all, some of y'all may have heard me say before, uh, 23 years old, I was going for a Department of Transportation Physical. I was driving trucks. Starting to transition out of as much street stuff as I was doing at the time. And um, you know, my numbers came back. They told me, we can't insure you on our vehicles. You need to go see somebody. I know what they was talking about. Um, I'm like 40, 50 pounds heavy at that time, but you know, like an athletic build. I didn't think nothing was wrong with me physically. Mm-hmm. And you know, being from where we from, our idea of mortality is somebody shooting us or taking us out. You don't really think about dying from the inside out. And it's nothing you can really do to like protect yourself. Mm-hmm. So I went to the hospital. They told me my kidney was at 17% functionality. Um, I was supposed to need dialysis by 30, transplant by 35. Had a very like short life expectancy from what they was telling me. And the experts told me, right at UMDNJ, um, they told me it was nothing I could do to improve that number. I could just sustain it as long as possible and they could help me do that. Um, wow. But of course, none of that happened because Dr. Sabi was becoming popular at that time. Okay. So initially, nothing was really about meditation and like spirituality. It was just the desperation of, right, how do I fix this beyond yeah. what they're telling me? Um, and about a year and a half into being at the renal center, youngest dude at the renal center every week, like three times a week, um, they sent me to a private doctor. He had me on certain medications. At a certain point, my spirit told me, no, stop taking this. It was lisinopril. Especially if you're black, um, lisinopril causes depression. Mm-hmm. I was already depressed before I started taking it. It just heightened it, which is around the time of my first suicide attempt. Wow. Um, it also causes something I believe is called angioedema, 
which is like swelling of the glands. I didn't get that, but it's a lot of adverse effects to a lot of the medications they give black people, especially for kidney issues. I didn't know none of this when my spirit told me to stop taking it, and I just stopped. I started to eat better, and about a year down the line, my private doctor was like, you know what, I recommend you get off lisinopril because your numbers is looking better. I'm like, yo, doc, I ain't been taking that for life. <laughs> he was cool, so I, you know, I felt like I could tell him that. And he was like, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Wow. And I was like a confirmation that whatever my spirit was telling me to do was on point. Wow. My intuition was starting to develop. And of course, that led me to spirituality and everything else. Was it something that you were born with a defect or was it the way you were living your life that caused um, it? I think it was both. Uh, actually, you can tell I'm from the both, right? <laughs> the um, but my, my uncle on my mother's side, he died at the same, around the same age where I found out. Mm. what was going on with me, um, Frankie. Um, and they say he was a lot, to a large degree, I feel like his spirit recycled into mine. Wow. A large portion of it, because all our spirits recycle into every spirit that come. But as far as my family lineage, a lot of him is in me. They used to always say that. Mm. Um, so yeah, on my mother's side, that existed. But then, of course, I was eating, my stress level, all this stuff, I ain't know nothing about that dual aspect. It's kind of like what slowed me down so early. Wow. I was carrying a lot of stress and eating like shit. So it was Dr. Sebi, right? huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was Dr. Sebi that you were started like following his practices and his um, eating nutrition. Mm -hmm. What's the word? Like um, you just started following his practices. And I didn't like go full throttle with it as far as his regimen because he's super strict. Mm -hmm. um, for those people that they work for, salute. <laughs> um, but his precepts, like the foundational precepts, I started to kind of do my own thing with. And then I, I also started to find out about Layla Africa at the time, which is, he's less known, but been doing his thing, I think even longer than Dr. Sebi. He has um, a book that helped me, African Holistic Health. And it's like the body Bible, so the way it's structured, it has like every different ailment you could think of. And it'll have like a small chapter on that ailment, so it tells you what foods to avoid, mm -hmm. what foods you should eat, what herbs you should be taking, what type of spiritual practices you should be doing. So it kind of diagrams how to heal whatever you're dealing with. Right. I started to take some stuff from that. And of course, like my journey sent me into so many different pockets. I studied, started to study Qigong, um, Qi itself, Prana, and then of course meditation. Um, so I was incorporating a lot of different things. And that's why the way I teach now, it's like a, a mashup. It's like a mixtape of a lot of different modalities throughout the world. Because a lot of people are asking me after they take my classes, especially people who have meditated, who have done yoga, like, yo, what do you follow? Like everything. I just kind of <laughs> put it together in bite-sized pieces for people. Yeah. I love the fact that even though you were going through a depression, mm -hmm. drinking and smoking to mask up what you're really feeling, that right. you still was fighting for your life by trying to live better. Yeah. You didn't just give up and be like, you know what, they just told me to take this medicine, I'm gonna just take it and die. You you still wanted life, more life. Right. You know what I mean? So right. you improved your life so that you can get better. I mean, like I was just saying about both, um, we from Newark. <laughs> and I, sometimes I tell my brothers I gotta keep, keep it a buck with them. If a dude come up to you in the street and smack the shit out of you in front of the whole block, mm. it's gonna be some consequences and repercussions. But the judicial system does that to us. Our school system does that to us. Uh, you know, the food we have available to us or don't, the food deserts we live in. And we don't take, we don't have that same energy. We don't yeah. take that same approach. We kind of just take it. I was like upset when I started to become aware um, of like the, the conditions that was thrust upon me. So I took the approach like society has smacked the shit out of me. Mm. I'm not just going to lay down and take this. So I was right. looking for anything I could do to not be the statistic that I was becoming. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And then so did you start meditation after that? Like what helped you get your mind right? Was the eating helps? So eating helps you get your mind right too. To right a certain right. degree, just starting to clear certain things out. But the meditation didn't come till uh, after I got fired from my fifth straight, fifth straight job. <laughs> Damn. Um, and mind you, every time I got fired, I didn't want to just do another rinky thing job. So I would go back, get a different skill set, mm. um, nursing, uh, Got my little, what is it, Sora is what they call it. Got my little security joint that didn't pan out. Went to Lincoln Tech, got my electronic systems tech uh, certificate uh, certification. But I couldn't get insured on trucks because my license was messed up from when I was doing crazy shit in the streets. Mm. 
Um, so after I, the day I got fired from my fifth straight job, I was on the verge of my second suicide attempt. Wow. And mind you, I was working at that job three years, seven days a week. Wow. When I got that job, I was the only person who didn't go to college for pretty much electrical engineering. Um, I was never even good at math. I was just trying to, you know, get my back however I right, could. Right, right. I didn't want to do mechanics and all that type of stuff at um, Lincoln Tech, so I did that. And it took me a year and a half uh, job interview after job interview before I actually got a job. Wow. The dude Damn. took a chance on me. Everybody else that went to school, Rutgers, all this other stuff. But I was super honest in the interview, and that's what he appreciated. He was used to, like, these, you know, these um, know-it-alls coming to his office. I told him, look, I got my certificate. I don't know what y'all doing in there. <laughs> I promise you I'm not going to let you down. I'm a fast learner. I'll figure it out. I guess he felt my desperation and my honesty. He gave me a chance. And within eight months, I was running that department. Wow. But there was a lot of, like, racial stuff going on in there at the same time. And, like, electrical engineering is a very tight-knit community, at least in New Jersey. So they was doing everything in their power to get me body, even though... Me running the ship, all the numbers was going up, sales through the roof. He wasn't messing up no orders. They just didn't like that. That's I guess crazy. They me, you know, I'm, they got to the point. Um, you know, once I got promoted to lead the department, now I got to be in a room with the same dudes that was trying to give me body in the actual executive meeting. So the day I got fired, long story short, um, I went off. It was <laughs> like a movie scene. Like when I realized I had got fired for something I ain't even do. I'm yelling. I'm wanting to beat people up. They called the cops on me. Oh, I had shit. got my cousin a job up there. He like, yo, get out of here, bro. Yeah. They called the cops. So I'm, it's like an hour commute. I'm on the road. Tears coming down my face. I'm screaming to the top of my lungs at God. Fuck you all. Like, yo, why do I got to go through this? And it was to the point I wanted to just stare into oncoming traffic. Mm. Of course, I didn't do it. And from that moment, um, my bro, uh, Honest English, I'm gonna always give, it, give him his just do Honest Yoga as his platform. I was starting to be like um, transparent online because I had nobody else to talk to. So I leave like little clues here and there that I was fucked up. Mm -hmm. And I guess he picked up on that. He reached out to me like, bro, I know we ain't connecting in a minute. I got this online course. I think it can help. And a five-week online course is what introduced me to meditation. Like, really revolutionized my life. Really. Yeah. I've never really been into meditation, but just um, a few months ago, I went on an ayahuasca retreat, and I, you know, it opened up, it opened me up spiritually, where it's like I want to keep it and I want to get stronger in it. So it's I started to get into meditation. Um, I'm still, you know, baby steps into it, but. I, Mine was too much at first. It, but still, it it helped you, and that's where I want to be at that point where I can just. Meditate anywhere. I don't need right. silence. I don't need nothing. I could just anywhere right. to do it, you know So as far as you starting, I, th I think you started meditation in the park or was that peace yoga in the park? Peace in the park. the park. I never got a chance to go, but I know Ashanti went. She was like right. your first person. I always get my bestie. Yes, <laughs> the first person, the only person that showed up in my first class. But then you started building and building and now right. it's like it's big. It's Yo. At this point. Yeah. Wow. And not even sometimes I be thinking it's longer than it is, but time kind of starts to expedite as you realize time don't really exist. Mm -hmm. So what I've been able to be a kind of do for in four years, to me sometimes it'll be feeling like 10 years. And then I'll see a uh, um, memory pop up on Facebook like, oh, damn, that was only four years ago, bro. Right. I didn't have no money in my pocket. And mind you, at that time, I wasn't charging nobody. I'm not thinking this is going to be a business in my career. Um, it took one of my female friends, Taj, who showed up to a class. Um, she was coming consistently and she was like, bro, Next time I'm out here, at least I have a donation basket. Mm. And that kind of just sparked the thought, like, yo, all right, hold up. I still ain't do it, because, you know, I, <laughs> I want to give. Yeah, right? yeah. But, you know, reciprocity. I started mm -hmm. to learn that lesson just from her playing that seed. But, yeah, Shanti was the first person to come. And within three months, she came in the beginning of the summer, my first class. By, like, September, when it started to get cold, I had transitioned from Branchwood, where I did it with her, to uh, South Mountain. Wow. We was literally in the cold, bundling, you know, we black. Um, you get cold as well. I got 30 people on the side of a mountain. <laughs> cold, like, really wow. Cold so, wow. Man, it's crazy. So you transformed your life for the better, and the fact that you're helping other people transform your life, do you feel like you found your purpose, or there's still more to it that you're still find, um, finding? I don't even really adhere to purpose no more. 
purpose is just whatever's in the moment. Mm. Like, this is my purpose. Do you because think even with the concept of purpose, it it causes your mind to like go forward to start to think about outcomes and results and True. if this so I, I do my best to set parameters for, for my mind to not go forward, to not retreat backwards. So something like purpose, it's gonna happen anyway. Whatever yeah. you are supposed to do is gonna unfold without you trying to figure out, all right, what am I supposed to do? That's why I say I'm a conduit. I don't even feel like I've done the things that I've been a conduit for in the past four years. Mm. It's been done through me. I haven't calculated, I haven't planned, things that show up on my lap. Am I supposed to do it? Yup, and I just go. Yeah. So my purpose is what's in the moment. Wow. And yeah. things just keep falling into your lap Absolutely. and just keep and you're just going with it. Absolutely. That's so, what I'm here right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now as far as helping black men with, you know, I know it's hard for some men to talk about their feelings. Was it hard for you to get men to open up to you? Absolutely. It was on the out of that four years, almost five now, but first three and a half years my clientele has been 99.9% women. Wow. Just in the last year and change, men have started to, you know, check me out, hit me up in the DM, start to book these sessions. It's beautiful. I was actually able to start to do sessions with brothers behind the wall. Really? The um, past couple months, I've worked with two different brothers that's in prison right now. Wow. Um, but I think that doesn't happen without us planting the seed. Shout out to Above Our Studios that I do where I focus speed meeting with. Um, we also was doing the men's meetings. We kind of fell off during quarantine because we was doing them in person mm -hmm. but we it was to the point every month we had one meeting a month um right when quarantine hit we was consistently getting like 40 50 brothers showing up um pouring out um, wow. talking about what they're going through with their lady with their finances mm -hmm. um feeling like a battery to the world like oh, even the wow. brothers that that got it like that that's, that can take care of the whole family those would be the brothers that would cry the most they felt so used um, and if they couldn't provide those things they would have that question in the back of their head would these people really be down for me you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so without us playing that seed i don't think i get to the point where a lot of brothers start to open up more to the point where now we're trying to you know launch our first all men's retreat oh wow yeah. that's nice yeah. that's a great idea i really i've met so many black men who they think, you know, they seem to open up to me, but to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And even just by what they open up to me, I can feel the pain that yeah. they go through. Yeah. And even for them to tell me, it's hard for them to talk. Right. You know because what I mean? they don't want to look weak in front yeah. of energy. Yeah. They don't want to look weak in front of masculine energy, too. But I think the advantage with me is that I reconnected my masculine principle to my feminine counterpart. And I'm from kind of the same place as they're from. Right. So I come in a package where it's not, you know, a long white robe and some, like, etheric figure i'm super regular um but i've also connected that feminine principle so there's a certain level of receptivity that they can feel they're not even conscious of why they feel compelled mm -hmm. to tell me their life story well, now i want to get into relationships because you know i've always i've never really i've had relationships in my life but I've never had the relationship that I want. You know what I mean? And I always felt like I'm such a dope person, such a cool, kind-hearted person, but I still haven't found the one. Um, but I feel like the higher I ascend, the more I get to love myself more, the more I will be able to find that person for me. And I know you have a story about relationships, you know, with your son's mother, and now you find the person that you're supposed to be with. How do you feel, like, do you feel I guess my question is to you, what made you realize that you found your person you're supposed to be with? Um, I'm going to reframe the question with my answer. Okay. Question with my answer. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> at every, no, 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 the question was perfect. I'm just like, my approach is different now. And every person you've been with already was doing. We, like, we, we kind of fantasize and romanticize um, soulmate level love twin flame love we be real hard on karmic love yeah we don't really appreciate those knock down drag down relationships and of course i get it they painful they stressful they frustrating it seem like they take years off our life <clears throat> wait on us i get all of that but we can't make it to those soulmate level relationships or even that divine connection with ourselves without pain, right? without somebody cracking us wide open. Like I always say, even before I got with Marty's mother, Rim, um, 
the 13 year relationship I was in, that broke my heart enough for me to like really look in the mirror at how dependent I was on another human being for my own well-being, mm. for my own peace. So without these quote-unquote karmic level relationships, we don't see what we need to see. And at this point, that's how I see relationships. It's not necessarily about so much about the lovey-dovey aspect. We are here to show each other more of ourselves yeah. via the relationship, via our connection. And most times we are very hard-headed to looking at ourselves. Spirit knows that. Mm -hmm. Our higher selves, whatever you want to call it, God, understand. There, there's something in yoga that, that we call the four functions of mind. And the highest rung of how the mind works is what we call Bhuti, B-U-D-D-H-I. Okay. So Bhuti is almost like the good conscience, the angel on your shoulder, right? Your mm -hmm. intuition. It wants to be able to just, you know, reference in football, we're just talking about the men. It wants to just be able to hand off the wisdom to you, hand off the message. But when you're not listening, you kind of get further and further away from the message. So now Bhuti got to kind of drop back, mm -hmm. step a step past, and hail Mary that thing 50 yards down. What's the hell, Mary? Your life going apeshit. Right. Relationships going crazy because you wasn't listening to the little downloads. Don't eat that. Mm -hmm. Don't go there. You know what I'm saying? Cut this friend off because they're not really... If you're not picking up on those, it usually shows up in the form of a very quote-unquote what seems like a toxic relationship. Mm. But those toxic karmic relationships are actually healing us and showing us more of ourselves. So everybody I've ever been with was the one. It's just those particular ones got me to the point where now I can share this level of love right. with somebody like Candace, which is that soulmate vibration. But all of them have been equally as important. So it's like lessons learned. Like Absolutely. they're teaching you something. Absolutely. I just learned that today too. Yeah. Somebody just told me about that. We Instead of thinking about it in the bad way, we just right. take it as a lesson learned. Absolutely. And thank them for teaching you because now you're going to move on to the next step right. of your life. Right, because if you shit on the, the karmic relationships, pretty much shit on how God had to figure out a way mm. to get the message to you. Wow. Parents ain't want to beat our ass. They knew sometimes we had, you know, we had to learn <laughs> that way. And yeah. we ain't like them in that moment. Yeah. And the adults was like, all right, I needed that. I needed that. Yeah. Damn. I, um, you mentioned suicide. You had two suicides attempts? I had one. I was on the verge of my second one in the story I told you about when I uh, got fired from that fifth straight job. Yeah. Um, I had... Two, one was when I was 14 because I felt like I was ugly and no boys ever liked me and I was just like the ugly black girl in a white town, you know, so I took it now. <laughs> right, so <laughs> I'm the shit and I know it, but it's like it was showing me how I wish I could talk to that little girl I was back then, right. you know, I mean, I thankfully I was fine. I took right. some pills. I didn't even like I was protected my whole life. I never knew it until now, but I was protected. I didn't even need to get my stomach pumped or nothing. Same. I say that all the time. I, ate that ate. I took mad pills and even get a stomach ache. Yeah. So it was like I've been protected not knowing why, which now I'm starting to figure out why I've been protected. But if I could go back and talk to that girl and let her know, listen, it's going to be okay. You're going to be actually super dope when you get older. What would you say to your yourself back then? To I talk to him all the time. Yeah. And he talked to me all the time. That's one of the things I work with my um, my clients as far as counseling sessions. Um, my approach to healing. And healing don't mean fixing yourself, to me at least. Mm -hmm. Healing is seeing more of yourself, the infinite journey is seeing more of yourself, whether that's the human kosher, kosher means plane of existence, or like you said in the ayahuasca, you realize you function on all these different planes, some of your ancestors ain't got human bodies and all of that, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so healing is a three-pronged approach, one of which is what you gotta do for current version of yourself. Um, confronting how chaotic the mind is and starting to hone that in and also retroactively going back to those former versions of yourself that didn't have a you to walk them through it. Your yeah. parents may not have been equipped to do it. You may not have had um, role models, uncles, uh, cousins to help them through those moments. So you were just kind of left out there. Yeah. But now this version of you got the ailment. So all it takes is for you to give attention to a five-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old version of yourself and when we completed our um, second retreat in Mexico, it was kind of, we always like kind of go around and you know everybody shares what they picked up, what was most prevalent for them. And when we got to me at the end of our second one, mind you, we had been out there for 20 days at this point, well, at least mm. me and wifey, because we did two retreats kind of back to back. 
and I have always had like fantasies of blowing up music-wise mm-hmm. and being able to travel the world and be in spaces like we was at. And so when it came to me, I just broke, I just posted it on my page too. I just broke down because that version of myself that had took them pills, he had no idea mm-hmm. what he was holding space for and doing exactly what he was supposed to do for this version of myself to get here. But they was able to connect in that moment. Wow. And most of the degree I was sharing my takeaways with the group, but the group disappeared. Wow. You know, I had just hurt my back too, so like everybody else is in the room, I'm like kind of sitting on the steps and B&B disappeared, what I was doing at that retreat disappeared, it was just me and him. Tears just flowing, I'm just talking to him. And I'm like, bro, you had no idea what she was doing for us to be able, because you still here with me. Mm-hmm. I haven't left you, I've incorporated you, incorporated you into what I do now, but look at us, bro. Like, wow. man, so talk to your former self That's as much deep. as you possibly can. It ain't gotta be like super esoteric, just have a conversation, like, hey. yeah. Um, I had the gastric sleeve surgery September 27th. Um, I was in a relationship for about 10 months at that point. And, um, you know, I had a lot of time to think. I was, you know, by myself a lot. And I was realizing that the relationship I was in was just, it wasn't serving its purpose. So, and I was also changing my ways for me, but he wasn't liking the new me. Right. So we we ended it. You know, right. he's like, I don't know, I don't like this new bitch you become when I knew I'm getting higher in right. myself. You know, so I'm like, okay, perfect. He didn't like what it was reflecting in his deficiencies. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, I was healing from that surgery. So again, I was spending a lot of time alone. Um, and then in December, I caught COVID. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing I'm healing from. Right. I was in a hospital for five days. Right. Um, I had COVID pneumonia. Then in January, I had st- straight pneumonia. Wow. So it was like all those times I was healing, not knowing I'm healing my mind, right. my spot, my body, and my right. spirit, not knowing. Because um, last year, I was trying to do go on an ayahuasca retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually, it was Wachuma, which is a cactus cactus plant okay. and that's things, the older version you were talking about no that's yahe so yahe is like a brew like the tea okay. um, that comes from the the tree but the um, wachuma is from an actual cactus plant okay. so it's it kind of tastes ugh, the same but you know it's not as thick but um, I kept trying to meet with this group but things weren't aligning you know and now I'm knowing because I wasn't spiritually and mentally ready for it mm-hmm. so after I did my healing from surgery and the sickness um, I had the opportunity to do Yahe, which is an older version of the ayahuasca. So um, it was a great group of people who I trust completely. And it was about 12 of us. We had a, uh, we rented an Airbnb. And so they blessed the place before we get went there. Now, mind you, I thought we were going to do ayahuasca, but they, when I got there is when I found out it was Yahe. So I had no idea about Yahe. I had no reception on my phone, so I couldn't look it up what it is. Wow. But they were saying it's similar, <laughs> but it's not as strong as ayahuasca, but it's an older version. Right. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to take it. What happened started my spiritual journey from there. Not knowing my spiritual journey actually started when I had my surgery. But now I'm in the mindset where I'm feeling so much more confident. I'm feeling beautiful. I'm feeling like January, I felt like things are like this my year. Like, I don't know why I felt it, you know? So I did the Yahe and we did it two nights in a row. The first night showed me um, how to heal a relationship with my mother, which, and my brother. So we've been working on that. So we've gotten much better since then. Um, the day after that showed me my power. Like, I literally felt my spirit wake up. I thought it was like an ancestor I felt reviving in me. But later on, I realized that, no, this was my, my raw spirit wake up. Like, when I say literally wake up, I mean, I was breathing in and out where it's to the point where I couldn't control my body. And it was like deep breaths, like someone's just waking up after a long nap, you know? And then that's when I realized my power. And it was just like, okay... I know kind of where I'm supposed to be headed. You know, I know I'm a dope person. My gift is my voice to speak. This is why I've been doing radio for almost 20 years. And I always just live my life and share it with others. And it helps heal people and give them strength to do whatever it is they want. It gives them the happiness for them to live their own life, you know. So I used to diminish my power like, you know, I'm cool. People like me, but, you know, I could be better. But it's like, no, stop diminishing who you are. So since then, I started to get more into my spirituality and start to believe in myself more. But of course, sometimes human ego gets in the way. So then you feel like, okay, you feel kind of diminished, like you're not as dope as you thought you were. 
So when I did ayahuasca now, the first night it showed me again, you are that person, you are this person and you know you're so intuitive, stop denying. Anytime you feel something and it comes to your head, you're right, you're right, don't stop, you know what I mean? But then the next night, it was I wanted to get closer to my ancestors, um, not knowing that I have ancestors on many different <laughs> dimensions in this universe, you know? Right. So it showed me what I asked for, but not what I was ready to see. Right, but it just keep confirmed, like my power just keeps getting confirmed and right. it keeps showing me how powerful, how much stronger I am. And I just have to live in that and stop denying it, you know what I mean? And Somehow, and this is where it comes to the meditation part, me meditating now is going to make it stronger and stronger and stronger. I'm going to get what it is I want, but I know it's when I get what I want, yeah, I'm not going to lie, some of it is material things. I want to be able to travel. I want to live in a nice house. I want to do whatever I want to do. It's still feeding your spirit. It's still feeding my spirit, and I'm still going to help people with what I can do. You know what I'm not going to stop. It'll even let me help people even more because now I have the money or the platform to get to where I need to be. So this is why I'm, and I've been meeting so much more of my spirit family, mm -hmm. my soul family, and people who think like me. So it's like everything is aligning. Right. And this is why I wanted to bring you on the show. And I brought, um, there's a woman, Queen Mother Emaku. I don't know okay. if you ever met her, but I met her. Yeah, she's okay. from she's from Jersey. And I met her doing yoga in the park. It was a community uh, event that my brother, my friend, um, for Daraja of Love, he did a community event at the park to giving out school bags and, nice. and you know school supplies for the kids. So she was there to do yoga. I had never done yoga before, so I did it with her. Okay. And it was, it was nice. Okay. I was like, I don't know what I've been waiting for. It. <laughs> and she's, a six, she's in her 60s, beautiful black, oh, wow. black and gray locks. And we just talked afterwards. And we just connect. She was like, you remind me of me when I was younger. And I'm like, you remind me of me. <laughs> you know, so she was actually the first guest on this season. Um, she came on three days later. I'm like, you have to come on my podcast. Wow. She came on to my wow. podcast, and she's a high priestess. You know, she's she's so amazing. Right. So it's like I'm meeting so many dope people, and it's aligning, and I'm letting go of people who don't serve me anymore, right. or people who don't want to be helped, or don't want. To, they're just like dealing with fuckery. Okay. And now it's like I know my life has to change now because it's for a higher purpose, for the greater good. And I'm okay with changing, that. Yeah. It's already changing. Yeah. Now, I drink I, all the fucking time. I smoke all right. the time. And one of the purging on the, the second night when I went to other places, I felt like I purged all the alcohol I ever drank wow. up in my whole life. And the reason why I felt like that is because I felt that hangover, nauseous feeling. Wow. And as I'm doing it, even though I'm not here, as I'm doing it, I'm like, damn, this must be all the alcohol I've been drinking. Wow. You know what I mean? And even though it's still fresh, I still, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go back to drinking alcohol. Right. Maybe if I do, it's not going to be daily. It might be on occasion, right. you know, but I'd rather not do it, you know, right. because I want to get closer to my, uh, my higher self. Right. And it's like, whatever I have to do to get there, it's like I'm chasing something oh, wow. like oh, for the greater good, you know? <laughs> and so I'm just... Um, have you drank since? No, I haven't. And I had to do a dieta before for like a week before, so yeah, I haven't drank. It's just like I'm getting proud of myself and it's like I have to grow up. I don't always have to go out all the right. time. You know what I mean? Right. Like I still like to have fun. I still like to, that's just me. I'm still right. who I am too. But I have to try to change a little bit right. just for me to get to my higher self. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I just love meeting people. And I wish I could have went to your retreat, man. How was that? We'll launch the calendar for next year. Okay. Um, we're probably going to be in Guatemala tomorrow again because we've established so many connections out there. Wow. Probably going to do block for the speed, me, speed meeting out there before this retreat that's coming up. Ooh. But um, yeah, the, the retreats, you know, that, that's how a lot of my journey started going to my brother, Anna Jordan, that I talked about earlier, um, to his retreat. And um, at this point, I've been doing treats in PA with my sister, Kathy. Um, but it's different going abroad mm -hmm. your first time and doing it with your wife. Like, oh, wow. So all the stuff that could go awry, <laughs> your first time doing a retreat out of the country. And then mind you, when people do these types of retreats, it's teams. Like, it's logistical teams. Yeah. It's just me and baby girl. Wow. Um, so a lot. a lot of things that could have went left. Like, these were the smoothest retreats ever and it's dope because wow. me having retreat experience um, both of us taking our healing extremely seriously having a wealth of knowledge and a lot of different modalities one of the things I most appreciate about me and Candace is our regularness 
And like a lot of the stuff you said, sometimes people will like, uh, not juxtapose, but separate, you know, going out, having a drink occasionally, whatever it may be from spirituality. We are spiritual beings having a human experience for a reason. Mm -hmm. Spirits have stood in line to be able to hit that blood every now and then, not be bound to it, right. not be a slave to it, but to enjoy the human experience. So we don't smoke, we don't drink on the retreats, nothing like that, but we understand we have fun, yeah. but we still do very, very deep healing work at the same time. So um, that's probably like the retreats we've done together have been like the, the best, most balanced dichotomy of fun and deep healing work. And it's just always beautiful to see souls come together that don't know each other. Yeah, man. And tell them for y'all to be in a, safe, a space this sacred. We've probably journeyed many dimensions, many lives together. Nobody believes you when they first get there. <laughs> and then by the end of it, you're just looking around the room, everybody busting it up, like y'all family, y'all tribe now. And we, you know, we got our WhatsApp chat. Mm -hmm. People have continued to stand like legit family now. Yeah. Probably already was um, before this life cycle, but to read me again in this form and then remember like, oh shit, like this connection has probably spanned many different uh, epochs. So the retreats have been beautiful. I believe it because in my Yahe retreat and my ayahuasca retreat, the people that we met, it was like at the end of it, you can say I love you and yeah, mean it. Like there was in a few days. In a few days, yeah. we were only there for three days, and yeah. we were so close. As a matter of fact, one of the men, when I first met him, he like I'm pretty good at reading people, right. so I'm like, not to say he was standoffish, but I'm like he seems like he's going to be kind of hard to open up. You know what I'm right. saying? But our first conversation, he said to me, he's like, you know, he said the same thing about reading people. He's like, when I first saw you, he's like, you just seem so like, there's something to you, like a glow, like I could talk to you. And we talked and he was open. And I was like, the feeling I thought about him immediately went away because he felt comfortable enough to talk to me. You know what I mean? And certain things that I was doing, just being me, not knowing, he said helped him on his journey and his path. You know what I mean? And this is why I say about me having my glow and just just being me, like I am pure love. Like I really am pure love, you know? And I just like to spread it to everyone. Now I know it's, things come with it because you get taken advantage of, you know? You might show the love to the wrong people or maybe it's the right people that needed it more than you needed them, you know? So that's things I'm learning about too. But definitely retreats are somewhere like, especially smaller retreats I like because you really get to yeah. bond with the people. Yeah. Um, for my 40th birthday in July, I went to Zanzibar, Tanzania. Okay. And it was just going to be like... 40, y'all. I know, right? <laughs> we can't 41. tell. <laughs> black don't crack, you know? Healing don't crack. Healing don't yeah. crack. Either. Some black don't <laughs> Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but when I went, I was planning on doing all these things and just like partying. But when I went there, it was like, first of all, I mismanaged my money, right. number one. So right. it was like, okay, you're going to do That's a few things, but, <laughs> but you're going to chill because you can't do too much. Yeah. But I really, it turned out to be, I called it my 40th A-Day solo vacay spiritual retreat. Wow. Because first of all, the hotel I was at, um, the man who owned it, he's from Zanzibar. But he was chill. He had gray locks. He would walk around barefoot. He even helped the guests move their stuff in. And they had like hammocks all over the place. It was chill. It was like a Rasta chill place. So I didn't even have to leave. So I left. I did a couple of excursions the first few days. But I just stayed there the whole day. I can look at the ocean for hours. And I was just peaceful. And I was just like... Right. having my own retreat there by myself right. and so I did my um, my season finale I did a broadcast from over there too and I was looking back at it and I was just like first of all I just felt at peace right. and at 40 I didn't know last year what I'd be like at 40 right. you know what I'm saying right. and I was super confident I was talking to everybody people I was meeting couples and talking to them and hanging out with them at the hotel right. and it was just showing me like it was just making me love myself even right. more and appreciate myself even more. And, re and realizing that peace, like true happiness, it don't require a lot. No. Because a lot of, you know, women, um, 30, 30th birthday, 20th birthday, 40th birthday, like those are milestones, so they want to plan a big extravagance <laughs> and have all these different things in place. You was able to strip down and probably get to a deeper level of joy than those women do in the club, spending all of that money. Uh so. These don't require much once you realize how to tap into it. It's, it's, um, this is something I've been saying a lot too in my classes and with my clients. Um, going back to that kosher word, planes of existence. Usually when I ask somebody like, you know, who are you? 
they'll give me all the different attributes about this layer of themselves, meaning the personal layer. This us only exists for about 16 hours a day, mm-hmm. right? Going to a different culture into the sleep state. And there's three pockets where we actually do have experience over there, the, the REM states, when mm-hmm. we dream, right? If you sleep eight hours, the, dr- the dream state is about 15 minutes in total, Damn. right? Mm-hmm. Seven hours and 45 minutes, what is there? Nothingness. There's no concept of the personal you yeah. that you're going to come back to when you wake up. There's no concept of a universe, a world. None of that exists. Pure, innate, natural emptiness. Wow. We don't include that when we say, who am I? This is why I question, like, who am I is so important to the yogi principles, because it kind of starts to deflect the mind from going so much towards the egoic concept of yourself. I stop when my skin stops, and this is all I am, what I am for the 16 hours. Well, out of 24 hour period, you go here. Mm-hmm. That's natural to you, but we don't really like include We don't think that. about so that. It don't take much to, and think about in that space, like, um, you could correlate it to uh, anesthesia. When somebody's about to get a surgery right. and they come out of it, one of the first things we say, like, yo, that was the best <laughs> I ever got. You know what I'm saying? So joy, peace, bliss is innate to emptiness, to stripping things away. Wow. You start to realize that the more you expand your awareness. I never thought about it that yeah. way. Yeah. Damn, that's deep. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. Thanks. Now, your son, I love how you're showing him and teaching him spirituality at this young age and this is the prime time between one to seven years old i believe is the best time to teach them where it's going to stick with him for life you are training a guru Mm -hmm. how is that like he's training a guru because i I probably learn more from him than he do wow um again like the the strip down aspect when people see him like he just the past two pieces in the parks he's to the point now where he'll grab the mic like, I want to say something. And he, like, opens up peace in the park now. And he don't just mumble. He's like, we about to meditate. And oh, then, my like, goodness. Like, short meditation at the last one. <laughs> he start going in. And people, you know, oh, he's so... I'm like, y- y'all better do it. Right. Like, <laughs> How old is he? Um, he'll be four on Halloween. Wow. So three, three and some change right now. But um, <laughs> it's just interesting how simple it can be for us to translate these things. I find that whatever your kids see is important to you becomes important to them. Mm-hmm. So if I was just trying to teach him these things and he's not seeing me certain times where he wakes up and I'm already in a meditative state, and he's like, Dad, Dad, and I'm not responding. And then when I come out here, what you need? He realizes how important that is that I'm not even responding to him. Even you got to wait while I connect with God. Right. So now it becomes important to him. And just making it fun, uh, making it competitive to, you know, he got boy energy so whenever it's a competition he wants to do his best at it and those little pockets have turned into now when he sees me frustrated dad don't be frustrated come on oh he'll he'll literally remind me like all right let's go into our little breathing techniques and the same for him and that's giving him a certain level of emotional intelligence a lot of grown-ass men don't have yeah you know what i'm saying emotional mastery a lot of men go to their grave never acquiring so to see him blossom in that way it's just been a beautiful thing, and it's a, it's a reflection of the binders I kind of had on me early on, growing up in the church, because it was the same with me. Like, I, um, I just told this story the other day. My sister had to do the I Have a Dream speech. Mm-hmm. She, you know, five, six years older than me, so she like 11 at the time. And I was so sharp that while she would practice it with my mom, just me being in the room, I just picked it up. So she got up there to do it in front of the church. It's like 150 people at church that day. She froze up. <laughs> I was able to jump in and do the rest. Of, and everybody looking at me like, how do you do this? <laughs> so I was always sharp, but the parameters of how Christianity was taught boxed my spirituality in. Mm. So to see him be unbridled is a whole different ballgame. You know, when he goes stay with them, they take him to church. I'm not adverse to that. Yeah. Pick up as much as you can. I'm yeah. not going to force you into anything. I'm just going to make sure I give you my part of the game. So it's been dope. I'm glad you mentioned the church part because I grew up going to church, but never liked going to church. So when I tell people about me being spiritual, it has nothing to do with the Bible or Jesus or anything like that. And I'm not going to lie, mom, I know you're going to be mad, (laughs) but even the whole concept of Jesus, I'm like, you know, I don't, 
get into that concept too mm -hmm. much, you know, but I do believe in a higher power. I do believe in a God, but I don't believe I have to go to a church to show, right. you know, my appreciation or exactly. show that I understand. So being spiritual doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean right. going to church. And if you don't go to church, then you're not spiritual. No, There's no one thing, whatever that mode is for you. do that. That's for what you. it is. Mm -hmm. the and next with life, you may be doing something completely different. So. Right. Yeah. And spirituality, it comes from within, like you are your God, you know exactly. what I mean? So this is how I look at it. And exactly. Just want to share it out there with people. Um, now, you talking about your blindfold speed meeting. Mm -hmm. I am a single young lady. There's water, by the way. Like, everybody <laughs> Damn, every day? Like, you drink a whole of... Oh, um, no, this lasts me about two days. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. I try to drink as much water, too. But I was like, well, if you drink that in one day, that's... And I do like two juices a day, too. So. Okay, natural juices. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I... I don't really juice. I feel like I'm too lazy. It seems like you well, need mad fruit. I'm getting it from the store. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, you're right. But at least I'm drinking water, so yeah. I love my water. Um, yeah, so the blindfold speed meeting, how often do you do this? Are you going to try to do more of it? Yeah, at this point, we do it kind of like bi-monthly. We was doing quarterly at first, but it was too much demand. Uh -huh. So we picked it up. We pretty much do it bi-monthly. I'm actually going to be moving to Houston. Um, at the end of September, but my son's oh. still going to be here, his mom, and a lot of the seeds I planted, I'm going to continue to cultivate. Okay. So I'll, I'll be back and forth a lot. Um, so we may scale it back to like tri-monthly at okay. this point, um, but it's still pretty consistent. And that's, it's just been a beautiful space because people here blindfolded speed meeting and they just register speed dating. Yeah. Um, which has a certain connotation and people are like, y'all want to come, but I'm nervous. I feel like too much pressure. And that's why it is speed meeting because it's not about trying to link up in a romantic way. It's just trying to teach people how to learn, how to learn energy, the okay. individual that's in front of you. And the way we do it, it kind of takes all the guessing out of it, all the thought, because I'm not going to tell you, you got to show up and see. But everything is kind of laid out for you. Mm -hmm. So you don't really got to do too much thinking. And when that person is in front of you, you kind of already know what's coming and vice versa. Um, so it's been beautiful. And then the, the round table discussion we have after the speed meeting, that's been the meat of the event because people show up for the speed meeting, they keep coming back mm. for that roundtable discussion because usually we can only do that on here. We don't get a lot of time to in real time, yeah. in person, feeling each other's energies, hearing the inflection in somebody's voice, seeing their facial expressions as they release. Those roundtable discussions get super deep. We have, I can tell you this part, we have everybody when they come in right now, a question for that um, part of the, the event. And I tell all the ladies, you got a room full of men. If you knew we had to be honest with you about anything, mm -hmm. what would you want to ask us? Nobody going to know you asked this, so right. <laughs> and I tell the brothers the same thing. So when we get to that, we just pulling questions out. And some people uh, don't even come to do blindfolded. Like, they'll just come be a fly on the wall, watch everybody else do their thing if they're not comfortable. Oh, really? And they just stay to get, you know, they to hear what other people got to say and get what they got to give off their chest for the um, roundtable world talk. So it's a lot of different compartments to it. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Love y'all. <laughs> um, now Houston, you said I went to Houston. I was planning on moving to Houston actually in yeah, the fall. Yeah. So I went there twice this year to check it out, and I, I loved it. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe next year I might I might take a I might go out there. Houston is definitely a vibe. Yeah, yeah. and you you're building a house out there, right? It's built. It's, it's done already. It's going double as an event space. Wow. Um, so it kind of we didn't realize it. We knew we wanted to do that, but while it was being built, it kind of turned itself into a cathedral. So it's like completely open floor plan, wow. 36 foot ceilings. Damn. And we didn't mean to do that initially, but as we was going back and forth with the contractors, they was like, well, if we do this, we got to do that. And it just ended up being like cathedral type nice. to the point where they was getting mad. Like, yo, we got to come in here and <laughs> scare us 36 feet. Like, wow. It turned into a beautiful space. We named it um, Ajna. Oh, which is Sanskrit for the third eye. Okay. Um, so it's kind of, you know, going to act like a portal, a bridge between the human experience and the spiritual realm. Even before they painted, we put a bunch of sacred geometry and wow. intentions on the walls and all of that. So it's wow. a lot of energy already in there. So. so you'll be inviting people to your house for Absolutely. retreats? Absolutely. Not just retreats. I'm going to be teaching meditation out of there. Okay. We'll do events like blindfold the speed meeting out of there. Ooh. We get a lot of people in there. So I need to hurry up and move to Houston. Yeah, <laughs> That's what's up. So is there um, anything that you're promoting right now that you're going to 
that you want to talk about? Yeah, um, just uh, the men's retreat. Um, we still waiting on. I didn't get hit back yet. Um, we we put the information out. I'm not gonna say late. It, it went out when it was supposed to. I realized we may need to give men a little more time to make plans. Okay. Because even though it's like a two-day retreat on the weekend, they ain't even really got to miss work. Right. Um, just to show up to something like that when men are not used to it. They may have that little spark like, mm, I'm going to do that, but they need more time to plan. Okay. Because um, we need to hit a certain amount to like go through with it. So we'll know within the next few days if we're doing that. Um, East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, um, all men's retreat, meditation, vegan food, lodging, all of that. Oh, nice. um, it's in the price accommodated for. Um, so our first three retreats out of the country. And mind you, like that's the thing when you really are kind of do it. There's no storyline of what you can't do because you realize you're not relegated to just your energy. Right. So this day and age, you gotta have like content is king. We ain't have no videos. We ain't have no, no fancy promo. We had a flyer. Wow. People out. still do flyers? <laughs> like physical All flyers? All we had was a flyer, <laughs> not physical, but you know, just oh, online. Okay. And within a week, the first one was sold out. The second one was half sold out Damn. in like two weeks. And you know, that got the ball rolling for us. And now we sold out in October. So like I said, we'll have a whole retreat schedule That's awesome. um, for next year between Guatemala and Tulum. And outside of that, you know, couples, therapy, one-on-one um, -on -one counseling, one-on-one -on -one private meditations, uh, lecturing. Mm. I'm starting to work with a lot of uh, sports teams now and stuff like that. Nice. Um, so yeah, however y'all want to use me up, hit me up and figure it out. I'm so proud of you, yo. I'm so proud and happy for you. You're doing your thing. Me too. <laughs> And I do want to get Candace up here because of her. She started out as a, um, oh my God. Police officer, military. That, but also driving a van oh, yeah. around van the United life. States. Yeah, the van life, like. Started, she'll actually be up here for the last piece in the park. And she was just commenting on the space, so she'll probably want to get in. Yeah, oh, yeah, please. So I'll have her hit you up. Yes, yeah. please. I would love to meet her. She's a beautiful woman, too. And um, she seems awesome. Like, I've been watching her live videos sometimes, yeah. and she just seems like, I'm like, oh, yeah. we should be friends. Hey, <laughs> yes, yeah, so again, Docs, a.k.a. Brick City Buddha in the building. Thank you so much for this conversation, yo. This is yeah, dope. Yeah, no you are not a stranger. You're always welcome. Definitely, if I do go to Houston, you guys will be my friends out there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. So this is the one and only Miss A, and thank you for listening to my lovely lunatic Leo Life podcast. And we are out. Conversation. Yes, that's what I like. Bye. That's what I like. Oh.